Welcome back to the New Wave Nerds. I'm your host, Brennan Zem. Uh, I'm once again alone this week. We had some unforeseen complications getting shade into the old uh, studio here. <laughs> and so uh, here I am. Uh, continuing the sort of theme of my solo episodes where I just <laughs> discuss the oncoming projects for a franchise, we've got uh, Marvel's Phase 5 this week. Obviously, it's going to be coming um, in a couple days with the with the release of Ant-Man Quantumania, so it made sense to just sort of discuss the other projects we got going on. Um, before we really hop into the meat of this episode, uh, I do want to address the elephant in the room. This past weekend was the Super Bowl. Uh I didn't watch the Super Bowl, <laughs> but I know that's hard to believe. Um, I'm I'm a huge, huge football guy, so the idea that I would skip the Super Bowl is just sacrilegious. But indeed, I did not watch it. But I did watch the Flash trailer, which dropped in the middle of the Super Bowl. There's quite a few other trailers, too. Fast, what are we up to, like 36 now? Uh, Jason Momoa is going to be in that. Uh, anyways, <laughs> the Flash trailer. Now, previously, I have been not exactly quiet. Uh, you know, I've been somewhat vocal, one might say, in my distaste um, for the, the Flash character in general. Um, also, I don't necessarily like Ezra Miller, Ezra Miller as a person. And I don't like Ezra Miller's portrayal of, of Barry Allen, you know? So all of these things have led me to be very vocal in the fact that I'm super unenthused for this movie. Um, but I'm a big enough man to admit when I'm at least partially wrong. <laughs> uh, after watching that trailer, I am I don't want to necessarily say excited because I'm still not convinced on Ezra Miller, but the underlying story of the movie seems pretty good. <laughs> uh I'm I'm peaked. My interest is peaked at at the very least. Um I will be anticipating this movie and and probably following any any coming developments and and other trailers we get. The most notable thing for me in that trailer was Supergirl. I thought that was I thought she was so cool. <laughs> I loved I loved her suit. I don't know why I like it necessarily, but it looks good. And I think her the implication of her origin story is pretty interesting to me. It seems to me, obviously, that she's being experimented on, and presumably Barry saves her, uh, and then she chooses to help and punch General Zod in the face, <laughs> which is gonna a scene I'm pretty excited for. It's going to be an interesting story uh, component to see her develop, and I'm pretty excited for that. Unfortunately, the <laughs> some of the CGI for her in the trailer was just horrendous just absolutely terrible um some of it was good not all of it was bad but specifically the scenes that come to mind are the there's that slow-mo shot where she's still in like her her rags uh presumably immediately after she's been released from her prison cell <laughs> and i think she's she's protecting batman i think i don't know i haven't seen the trailer for a while but i know it's a slow-mo and geez it is just awful um, <laughs> that looked really bad. And then there's another scene with her where she's flying and the Barry Allens, there's two of them, are in the, what I would assume is like the Batwing. And it's the CGI of her flying is just really bad. But, you know, that being said, we're still months out, right? I'm sure they haven't fully rendered everything or if they have, there's at least still time to change it. So, um... Yeah, I'm not necessarily excited for the movie, but I am interested. They uh they they, they did a good job with the trailer. That that's what I'll say there. Um but moving on to the actual focus of the episode, uh we're going to talk about Marvel's Phase 5. Uh so I just saw an interview with Kevin Feige today where he said that um Phase 5 is all about quote, connecting the very, very big picture in a very, very big way. Uh, so that this is presumably going to be the sort of overcorrection uh, from one of the complaints that a lot of people have had of Phase 4, 
right? So a lot of people, myself kind of included, thought phase four was weird in so far as there is no real, there's not a lot of connections made there. Um, everything is more or less self-contained. Maybe self-contained isn't the right word, but they don't necessarily pertain to the greater story of the saga, right? Um, or, or, or there's no greater story part of the phase. And I think part of the issue with that is just the fact that there was no Avengers movie, right? So there was no big culmination. It sort of ended. It end. It ended weirdly because obviously with the first three phases, they're all leading up to the big group movie at the end and phase four didn't have that and so i think that's partially it and then also you know they talked about how phase four the focus was sort of to explore these new genres these new styles of of tv shows and films and these new characters and it was it was a much more exploratory kind of phase uh than all of the other ones really so this is phase five is allegedly not going to be that and i know that they have talked about how Another big complaint with season or with season four with uh, phase four is that uh, the quality it seemed like a lot of people felt I I don't know if this critique is consistent enough that I would say it's necessarily a correlation there um, but there's been some people who have talked about how the overall quality of the MCU has dropped because of the sheer number of projects that they're putting out which I think is is a fair criticism. I don't know if I would necessarily make it myself because there are quite a few projects in the face that I think are just absolutely phenomenal. You know, I mean, we've talked about um, Spider-Man ad nauseum, you know, we talked about WandaVision and uh, I talked about how much I like Moon Knight and then obviously culminating, culminating with um, Black Panther Wakanda Forever. I don't know if the drop in quality is ne- is consistent enough throughout the whole phase that I'm willing to say that there's a real correlation there. Um, and that is like that the qu- the quantity of work is the express cause for the drop in quality. I'm not 100% sure about that, but it is a fair critique. And I think um, the uh, Marvel is sort of responding to that in that they've announced that they're, um, excuse me, that they are, They've pushed back quite a few release dates because they want to be able to really make sure everything is a, is more cohesive and is is overall a better project. And I think that's fair. It sucks that we're not. It means you know we're not going to be getting as much MCU as many MCU projects in the future per year. So that's kind of unfortunate. That means we're going to have to wait longer in between films and serieses serieses um series (laughs) we're gonna have to wait longer which um again like i said maybe if it if it results in a higher quality if the quality of the projects increases on average then i think that'll be fine but i mean if if it stays not necessarily great then like what difference does it make but we will see (laughs) we will see how that plan works out for him um jumping into the actual projects of phase five the first one the um, the opening salvo, you might say, is Ant-Man and the Wasp Quantumania. So this is being released on the 17th of this month. So on the day that this is this episode is published, uh, it goes live, it'll be two days from now, which is crazy. We're so close. I gotta be honest, I still am not sure if I'm excited for this movie. Like, I go through these phases where I get excited and then, and then I just don't care. Like even up up until like maybe three days ago, four days ago, I was really excited. I saw some really cool posters and there was um I really I watched the trailer a little bit more closely and I was getting pretty excited. But then a couple days ago, yeah, I don't know. I was I saw a trailer and I was like, oh, that's right, this is coming out. <laughs> so I don't know. I don't know why I feel like that because I loved. Ant-Man 1 is obviously incredible. Ant-Man 2 is a solid sequel. Like, I thought it was really good. I know some people don't like Ghost. I like Ghost. I thought she was a really interesting antagonist. I thought she was, it was an interesting storyline. But yeah, I mean, I, I like, and I think, you know, Paul Rudd's great. E- even in the, the other projects he's been in, he's in the MCU, that is, he's been great. So I, I like the character in the MCU. Granted, I've never 
read any Ant-Man comics. Um, and I've never even had a desire to read Ant-Man comics, so that might be part of it. Uh, I just don't necessarily care about the character on a base level. That could be it, but I don't know. But nonetheless, I'm, I think it's going to be a good... I think it's going to be pretty good. I mean, the trailers look pretty pretty good. <laughs> and um, I'm excited to see Jonathan Majors as Kang. By all accounts, it seems like he's done a, he's doing a phenomenal job. And I know that a lot of people really like him. I mean, I've mentioned before how I've I've never seen him in anything else. So I really... I have no idea how he performs in a serious role. I mean, as I've talked before, his the only thing I'd seen him in was as He Who Remains at the end of Loki, right? Which is obviously a very different tone in Kang that we're going to be getting from, or that we got, wait, <laughs> it's a very different tone than we will be getting in um, Quantumania. But yeah, so the from the, the, uh, the reviews that I've been seeing, through outlets who, you know, saw the movie ahead of time. Some of them are kind of mixed. Most of them are saying that it's a really fun movie. I've seen a few that are saying it lacks substance, um, which doesn't necessarily bode well. I mean, that's a criticism that I've had of not even only movies in the MCU, but also just other projects in general from other franchises. I've, I've had that. That's an issue I think is, is pretty common in, in movies and TV shows now, just the lack of substance. But but that being said, obviously, I've seen other reviews that say it's great, you know, and I think I've seen a few reviews that say it's the best of the trilogy, um, which I doubt. But <laughs> it's I think Ant-Man is it's it's hard to beat Ant-Man. It was so it was such a good one. Not that I, I almost said it was so perfect, but I mean, not that it, not in that the movie is perfect, but it is like perfect for that character. But yeah, so I mean, you know, take all of those with a grain of salt, right? Because those are just one well, multiple people's reviews, but individual opinions. I don't know. The more I'm thinking about it, I'm starting to kind of hype myself back up again, right? Because I know that this is supposed to have like Civil War level proportions uh, for the the broader MCU. And that's that's an interesting prospect. It's weird that it's an Ant-Man movie. Like it's it's a weird in like a meta sense that I know Ant-Man is going to have such a massive impact on the... um, on the MCU moving forward, but it's cool. You know, I like it. Like I said, I like Ant-Man. The movies that is. <laughs> I, yeah, I, it's an, he's another character that I'm not too particularly interested in. I think part of it, though, isn't isn't necessarily because I think Ant-Man is lame, though it's sort of like a stupid concept of man that could talk to ants. But I, like, Hank Pym is just in the comics, like a really, not always, but he's done some bad things. You know, he's sort of been pretty abusive to Janet, and I never knew that there was another Ant-Man. I didn't know that Scott Lang existed until the first movie came out. So maybe that's part of it. <laughs> I just, I still associate him with Hank Pym and therefore it's a little bit weird for me. But I'm pretty, like I said, yeah, so this movie, this movie's coming out pretty soon. Um, I'm thinking, depending on when Shade and I get to go see it, uh, because we have a rule, we see every MCU movie for the first time together. We've done that since... Man, what was the first movie we did that in? Was it Eternals? It might have been Eternals. Not not necessarily important, but I think it was Eternals. We saw that with Spencer too in the... Uh... Anyways, <laughs> that is not the point of what I'm saying here. Um, the reason I brought that up is depending on when Shade and I are able to go see it, that our episode, there will be a review of that. It's going to be either next week or the week after. So it should be coming pretty soon. Keep your eyes out for that, and uh, shameless plug, turn your notifications on. (laughs) Um, Moving on, the next project we have in uh, the Phase 5 here is What If Season 2. Now, this one we don't actually have uh, an official release date for. It's reportedly supposed to be early 2023, but um, it's currently early 2023, and we're sort of running (laughs) for rapidly approaching the end so that seems pretty unlikely um i don't they haven't announced exactly when they're going to be pushing it back to i one would assume spring because i know that they started working on production for this season you know while they were working on season one insofar as i know that even one of the episodes that was meant for season one they pushed back to season two so that's one out of nine episodes they got done right there (laughs) but um 
Yeah, I would imagine that's got to be coming pretty soon. Uh, yeah, we don't have a lot of information on it. They've been pretty hush-hush about it. But we do know, um, I guess we don't know for sure, but they've been. it's been heavily rumored that some of the episodes, uh, one of them is going to focus a little bit on Hela, the, um, you know, Thor's sister, the main villain from Thor Ragnarok. The best Thor movie, you know, hands down. <laughs> and, and, but interestingly enough, I think the second only the second best Thor villain, you know? I think I think Gore as a villain I like more than anybody. His like the uh the actual execution of that character in the movie didn't necessarily work quite well because of the sort of weird <laughs> weird that the tones didn't mesh in that movie. Um but yeah, I think Hela was interesting. She had she was entertaining. Obviously Malekith is the from the the dark elf from the dark world he's obviously the worst and this is a hot take i think a lot of people are going to be mad that i'm not going to say loki's the first um but i'm going to say loki is is the third best thor villain uh because one he's not a really good villain frankly uh his motivations suck he's literally just a brat uh who's jealous of thor and wants to be king he's power hungry and so he tries to murder his dad and kill his brother um <laughs> and so yeah i don't know and then there's the argument that they make in loki that like he was never evil he was just like searching for love or whatever he was just like ah. nah he's a horrible villain um he has a thoroughly unentertaining run as a villain as far as i'm concerned but i think the fact that the reason he's a terrible vision you know vision the reason he's a terrible villain because he has no motivation <laughs> or his motivation is just that he's a brat um it it lends to making that redemption arc so great which is the reason that i'm mad but we'll get to loki season two later on <laughs> um some other episode rumors we have there's supposed to be the captain carter meeting the winter soldier so that one's going to be pretty pretty interesting i think i don't know i don't necessarily remember that episode of what if very well but i don't think no because captain carter i think saves bucky before he falls off the um falls off the train which is then in wait a minute when does bucky become the winter soldier yeah yeah after he falls off the train oh geez i had my timeline confused for a second there yeah but captain carter saves bucky from falling off the train so i don't know if they're gonna make it that it's still bucky but like something happens after captain carter gets sucked into a <laughs> an alternate universe by a giant squid <laughs> god that episode was so stupid um or if they're just going to make it a different person entirely so that's that's going to be interesting to see and another question i have is is it going to be the same captain carter that we saw in the in the first season um or is it the same captain carter that we saw in multiverse of madness are those the same captain are all three of these instances going to be the same captain carter or are all three of them different Mm. I think it would be cool if um, the first Captain Carter was a separate Captain Carter, <laughs> but if the one that we got in Multiverse of Madness is the same one that we get in Season 2 of What If, and um, then like Season 2 of What If happens before Multiverse of Madness. If I had to guess, they're all going to be connected, or none of them are going to be connected, because that's the only way it wouldn't be confusing. My assumption is they are going to be connected if I had to guess. <laughs> so that's that's all pointless, um, me saying that. But, you know, it is what it is. Uh, I just don't like that. That episode was really bad, and I think it's a stupid origin. I think it. the general idea was that they had to make it more epic than um, Captain America's sacrifice, which is already, you know, incredibly epic. Um, but I don't know why they went with it a weird tentacle monster <laughs> you know like i don't know um but moving on <laughs> moving on the uh the next series we have is secret invasion this is supposed to come sometime in september or sorry not september sometime in the spring of 2023 um so hopefully i would if i had to hazard a guess april because i would think they would they wouldn't want to do it while the Mandalorian season three is going, but yeah, all we have right now is, is spring of 2023. 
Um, and this is supposed to bridge the gap uh, between what happened after... Oh, wait, excuse me. This is sport it. Oh, my Lord. <laughs> this is supposed to sort of explain the gaps between Captain Marvel and the Marvels, right? Um, because obviously the state we leave the scrolls in in Captain Marvel is incredibly different from how we see them in um, in the little bit in No Way Home and even in WandaVision, right? And then the state that they're going to be in in the Marvel's TV show, or excuse me, the Marvel's movie. Now, Secret Invasion is, is uh, based off of a comic run by Brian Michael Bendis. Um, it was like a line-wide, I think it was only eight issues, but it was a line-wide event. And it was really, I thought it was pretty good. It was a little weird. I think I've heard that um, this event, likewise with the Civil War event, sort of had issues because some of the best aspects of the, or the best issues and the best story beats take place not in the main run. Like they take place in the tie-in comics. Um and I've only read the main event because the, I would, that means I would have to get like, I don't know, 50 tie-in comics. And I just, I just unfortunately don't have the, uh, the funds for that at this moment, but we'll get there eventually. I, I'm intent on building out this ridiculous collection, but the comic run was good. Um, it was fun. It was interesting. Like I said, it was line wide. Uh, so that means that there was a lot, like essentially every, character right all of the main people were involved in this and this tv show is expected to sort of trim that down a little bit which i think is a a, probably a good choice um but it kind of sucks at the same time like it makes sense that i i think that you would want to make it this sort of more grounded sci-fi spy thriller type series and i think that means that i'm actually going to enjoy it you know a lot more because i've like i said in especially in relation to black widow is like i want a sort of spy thriller project i wanted it to be the black widow movie but alas (laughs) now we're getting the secret invasion show so i think ultimately it's going to be a good choice but it does also suck because that's like that is literally the crux of that comic run is that it involves everybody, and you don't know who to trust at all, right? But, I mean, presumably we're still going to be getting some some fun cameos, right? I don't know exactly who. Probably Happy, if I had to guess. Happy Hogan. Uh, I actually don't think so at all. People who are related to S.H.I.E.L.D. Maybe Falcon. Maybe he'll get a cameo. Or I guess Captain America now, sorry. Um, Sharon. Sharon uh, Carter. That would be good. I'd, I, would, I need to know what happens with her. After uh, what happened, her the way her story was left at the end of Falcon and Winter Soldier, uh, I need to know what's going on with her. She she I would assume she plays a decent part in this, just based on the fact that she's in Shield, right? And we know at some point in the comics she becomes the head of Shield. Mm, curious, curiouser and curiouser. But as far as the casting for this, we know obviously uh, Samuel L. Jackson is going to be back as Nick Fury. Uh, ben Mendelsohn will reprise his role as Talos, 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 the good, the quote unquote good scroll from Captain Marvel. I like Ben Mendelsohn. I didn't know who he was <laughs> until, um, I guess probably until Captain Marvel came out. I know that he he's a moderate, like probably a, a B level, pretty moderately well-known actor, um, but I just had no idea who he was. But now I think he's, he's really good. He was really good in... Um, the Darkest Hour, I think it was, that biopic about Winston Churchill. He played uh, King George the sixth, I think. I think so. I think he was the sixth George. I don't know. Not important, necessarily. I don't care about the monarchy. <laughs> I'm not British. Um, also, we've got Kobe Smulders coming back as Maria Hill. Good to see it. Glad to see it. Love her. Uh, I've been re-watching How I Met Your Mother in my downtime, so... Glad to see that she's still getting work. <laughs> Way to go, Robin. Um, see what else, who else we have. Looks like John, Don Cheadle is going to be in this movie, obviously playing Colonel, Lieutenant, Lieutenant Colonel James Rhodes. Did he get a promotion? I don't remember. James Rhodes, the war machine himself. That's pretty exciting. We're going to get to see him a little bit more ahead of his own movie, Armor Wars, which is um, 
coming at some point. Pretty, I'm pretty excited for that. I think that's going to be pretty fun. It's going to be interesting to see. I would like, man, I can't wait to see what story they're going for. If they're going to do the same story as the the comic that it's based off of, and they're like looking for Stark tech. Mm, interesting. I think Punisher was in that. And I know Shade really wants to see a Punisher cameo. <laughs> but uh, moving on, we also have Martin Freeman coming back as Everett Ross. Uh, Bilbo Baggins himself, pretty good, pretty exciting. Amelia Clark, interestingly enough, um, the Khaleesi, Daenerys Targaryen. Uh, she was also Kira in in Solo, and she was in a Terminator movie, a really bad one. <laughs> Man, she's done something else lately, but I can't remember what it was. But I don't think we have an actual name for her character yet. But I've been uh, there's been a lot of rumors that she's uh, going to be playing the sword commanding officer named Abigail Brand, uh, a character from the comics, not a character they just made up. <laughs> but um, Sword, you'll remember, is the organization from uh, WandaVision that uh, had the White Vision there, and they they were investigating what's go- what was going on with the Hex while Wanda had... Man, what's that town called? The, whatever, the town under house arrest, basically. And, and obviously, Monica Rambeau used to be a sword agent. Uh, in theory, now she's not. It looks like she's working with the scrolls. <laughs> um, so I wonder if we'll get to see her a little bit in this. That would make sense. But I also wouldn't be necessarily surprised if they didn't show her here. Because maybe... Mm, I don't know. I guess I, I just don't know really what's going on with the Marvels. Uh, but we'll get, we'll get there eventually. <laughs> um, let's see who else do we have in this cast list. We have... Kingsley Ben Adir, who's playing a scroll named Gravik. Uh, what a name. Um, I think that might be the name I'm going to give to my firstborn son. Gravik Sem. I think it's got a nice ring to it. Um, I haven't seen a single thing this guy's been in. <laughs> I'm not going to lie. Uh, he played Malcolm X in One Night in Miami. Um, I think that was that movie that was like a fictional accounting of like Malcolm X, Muhammad Ali... Sam Cook and oh man who was the fourth guy it was supposed to be like I don't I don't I don't actually know <laughs> I think the concept was like they were the four of them met Jim Brown there we go I couldn't remember Jim Brown was the one that I forgot but he was in that um I didn't see it I think Shade saw it and he said he thought it was good I don't remember hearing if it got any like critical praise um, well, it was, I guess, okay, that's not necessarily true. Looks like it was nominated for three Oscars. It didn't win any. I don't know, you know, what what we were running up against in, in 2021 there. Yeah, I'm looking at the, the list here, and it's just, it's, this makes me feel kind of, <laughs> this makes me feel dumb, but it's uh, literally, I haven't seen a single one of these movies, I don't think. From the 2021 Oscars, Nomadland, Judas and the Black Messiah, Mank, Minari, Promising Young Woman, Sound of Metal, The Father, and The Trial of the Chicago 7. The Trial of the Chicago 7, I will say, and Mank, they, those have both been on my list on Netflix for quite a while. I just haven't gotten around to them. But yeah, so I guess it was at least moderately good. I haven't seen it, though, so can't comment on that. Who else have we got in here? Olivia Coleman is playing somebody by the name of Sonia Fallsworth. Um, that name, that lady, Olivia Coleman, she was in Empire of Light, uh, which is a, a movie came out just maybe the past year, I think, maybe two years ago. Um, notably, though, she also played Queen Elizabeth II in the season in seasons three and four of The Crown. Um, I never watched that show, full disclosure, but I know that everybody who's seen it loves it. So maybe that means something to you. Um, but yeah, I think this Secret Invasion, I think it's going to be good. I think um glad that it's gonna be a tv show and not like you know an an avengers movie i think it's gonna be it overall i think it's gonna be good that it's sort of trimmed down and not gonna be as um magnificent as the comic run was but like i said we'll just have to wait and see that should be we should be getting another trailer for that sometime soon uh and it should be releasing within a couple months here i would imagine I'm not confident in that at all. <laughs> but moving on. Next thing we got on the docket here is, uh, I think this is the first movie. Oh, no, we had Ant-Man first. Um, but we got Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 3 release date. 
May 5th, 2023. This is the final movie in James Gunn's Guardian trilogy. And they have said that it's likely going to be the, the last movie with the original team. I know Dave Batista said that this is his last movie is Drax. Uh, and obviously, you know, based off of the trailer, there's going to be a major focus on Rocket's storyline, his backstory, that is. And uh, it's looking like he's going he's gonna to kick the bucket at the end there. Which, you know, as long as he's happy, <laughs> you know, you know, like, I don't know. This, this movie I'm not excited about. Like there's there's no other way to put it. I uh, like with like with Ant Man, I was at least you know switching back and forth between excited and not caring. This one, I just I really don't care. I don't know. I liked the first Guardians. The second Guardians wasn't great, uh, and I liked any scene with the Guardians in Infinity War. I thought they they stole the show, but I don't know for whatever reason this one just isn't isn't getting me going i don't know and it's weird because i i remember when guardians 2 uh when the when guardians 2 first came out and there's a post-credit scene where they teased adam warlock i was super excited i thought that was gonna be super cool and now that we're getting adam warlock i don't necessarily care frankly (laughs) but um i don't know i mean i guess i i just i don't really like that sort of ragtag group style of movie as much as i used to i guess now i i much more enjoy the sort of solo film that is focused on a single character's backstory i don't know but i mean i'm sure it's gonna be funny you know i'm sure it's gonna be good <laughs> and i don't know I've, I've it's supposedly going to be some people have said that it's like the most emotional movie of the phase and i don't know if that's really gonna be true at all <laughs> um what i what i'm guessing here is the only other contender would be ant-man and if they kill, if they kill Scott Lang at the end, you know, that's going to be, that's going to be a big, a big hit. But I really don't know. Um, yeah, I guess I don't really have any thoughts about this movie. I seriously don't know why I'm not excited about it. I'm, I'm sure I'll get more excited the closer we get to it. But we've seen a couple trailers and they just haven't really got me going. I don't know. But um, obviously the regular crew is back. You know, we got Chris Pratt, Dave Batista, Bradley Cooper, um, Karen Gilliam, Gillian, Gilliam is, is Nebula, um, Zoe Saldana is, uh, Gamora there. And, uh, the lady who plays Mantis is, is coming back too. Um, I feel bad. I can't remember her name. Let's see. Palm Clementif. That's definitely wrong. Uh, also it's Karen Gillan, not Karen Gilliam. Uh, um, but yes, so the, the main crew, the regular people are going to be back. Obviously it will, it it is worth noting that apart from Dave Batista and the obvious emphasis that this is Rocket's last movie, nobody else has said anything, right? So there could still be Guardians 4 and we've still got, you know, Chris Pratt and, and Zoe Saldana, you know, we don't know what's up. They haven't given any hints really. Um, but other people appearing in the movie, I mentioned Adam Warlock earlier, the homie playing him is going to be Will Porter. Poulter, sorry, Will Poulter. I don't like him. His face bothers me. <laughs> as mean as that is to say, he's got a funny-shaped face. Um, he always looks so, like, incredulous. I don't know if that's necessarily the right word, but you know the emotion that I'm thinking of. You know, he's always got that look. And I guess most of the stuff I've seen him in, he was younger, though, so maybe he's grown as an as an actor. Maybe he's a little bit better now. <laughs> So maybe he'll be good, uh, but I'm not sure. What we do know about him, though, is he's supposed to be playing an integral role. He's playing a huge part in the story. Um, but they've been, they haven't necessarily said that he's the villain. They've been pretty coy about that. So obviously, based off of what we know from, you know, various comics and, and just the things they've said, my guess is that, you know, he's another, he's, another misunderstood character maybe he's just following his orders and then at the end he realizes the um the high evolutionary is the real bad guy or whatever i don't know what they're doing with it but you you could really tell i just i just thought about the way that that sounded when i said it and you could really tell that i'm not interested man that sucks but rounding out the cast we've got sylvester stallone he's gonna he was in it in a teensy bit in uh volume two 
He's playing the same guy, Stakar Ogord. I don't know necessarily to what extent he's going to be in the movie. Um, and we also have the guy who plays Kraglin. He's coming back to, um, let's see, Sean Gunn. He's going to be in there as well. He was pretty funny. I mentioned the high evolutionary earlier. The man playing him is, I'm so sorry, <laughs> Chukwudi Uwuji. Um, the only thing I know this guy from is Designated Survivor Season 3, which was the worst season of Designated Survivor, but I still thought he did a pretty good job. His character was moderately interesting. The writing was a little bad, but that's not his fault per se. And let's see. Oh, this is the one that I'm most excited about. Cosmo the Space Dog, the uh, head of the security force at Nowhere, uh, is being played by Maria Bakalova, who is, I believe, the lady who plays um, Borat's daughter <laughs> in, in the second Borat movie, which is, I didn't like it. I didn't think it was very funny. Um I mean, those types of movies are funny once, but they don't really stand up to rewatches, in my opinion. I never find them all that enjoyable the second time. I liked the first Borat. I thought it was, I mean, did I like it? <laughs> I don't know. I know that I liked it while I was watching it, but then immediately afterwards, I was like, yep, yeah, probably never watching that again. But I'm glad that Cosmo is going to be in here. I like Cosmo. <laughs> I liked Cosmo in the video game, too. That was a good game, the PS5 game. I think I, um, when I got that, I got that game when I had COVID. I think Dad gave it to me, and I couldn't work, so I literally just stayed at home, and I think I beat the whole game in, like, two or three days, <laughs> which is a little embarrassing, but, you know, we got the job done, and it's a fun game. I thought the mechanics were pretty, pretty good. The story was interesting. It was weird. Just the fact that, like, it wasn't the voice, the actors from the movie. But obviously, that's like nothing that, that's not really something that you can do without, I don't know. Like, it would be weird because the game is set in a different universe, right? So it would be weird to do that and then have the people from the movie. So I completely understand that. It was just a weird little meta thing. But that's enough on the Guardians, I think. <laughs> Moving on. Next show we have is Echo. So this one was originally supposed to be released during the summer of 2023, but it has been pushed back. The scheduled release is late 2023, though I've seen a lot of reports that people are sure it's going to be pushed back again to uh, early 2024 at some time. But the producer, uh, Stephen Brossard, Broussard, Brossard? I don't know. Stephen <laughs> has said that everything's going great. He said that the, the story is coming along really nicely and that the lady who plays the main character, Alakwa Cox, he says that she's fantastic. And um, it's they say it's coming along really well. It's, an, it's a very, in his words, he said it was a very grounded and very spiritual film. So that's interesting. I think it'll be, it's going to be weird. <laughs> Um, it's set in like Oklahoma, which is a weird, but I know that, um, Matt Murdock and Wilson Fisk are supposed to be, uh, are both supposed to be making some little brief appearances there. I don't know. It would be weird if they just showed up in Oklahoma. I don't know. So I would assume it's probably going to be in, uh, a little flashback scene. Now, the last time we talked about this, they had, a, I think it was at D23, where they had shown a trailer behind closed doors. And we have a f we have a, some details from that little teaser, uh, but we don't really have a lot. It still hasn't been released to the public, which is another thing that is weird. The fact that it's been pushed back so far is because all the principal film filming has been done. It's all finished. So I don't know. But in the trailer, uh, Wilson Fisk has... Uh, like an eye patch or something. He's he's covering uh, his eye. I don't know. From what I'm reading, it's seeming like instead of killing Wilson Fisk at the end of Hawkeye, uh, Echo somehow blinds him. I don't know if she blinds him with a bullet <laughs> or what, because we heard a gunshot. Like, or maybe she tries to shoot him, 
Okay, here's the first episode. She tries to shoot him. She misses, maybe because her hand is trembling and she's angry, or he dodges at the last minute, or whatever. Uh, and they get into, like, a fist fight, and sh- somehow she outsmarts him and, like, jams a thumb in his eye or something, and that's how he goes blind. Um, that'd be interesting. I would believe it, too. I mean, Winst- Winst- uh, Wilson, I tried to say Wilson, but then switched to Vincent D'Onofrio. He's looking kind of old. Uh, he looked kind of old in Hawkeye, so... Especially compared to the what we saw him at in the Daredevil Netflix show. In the Netflix show, he looked, you know, fairly youthful. He looked spry and stocky. And in Hawkeye, he looked a little bit um, gaunt, let's say. So I could believe that, that Echo could beat him in a fist fight, you know? I could see that. Um, but yeah, we don't have any, any new information about that, really. So moving on, we've got Loki Season 2. This is set for le- release sometime in the summer of 2023. As far as the casting goes, we know that the regular people are going to be back. You know, we still got Owen Wilson, obviously Tom Hiddleston, um, and the lady who plays Sylvie, uh, whose name I'm blanking on at the moment. I want to say it's like Sylvia DiMartino or something. Sophia DiMartino. There we go. I was close. Um, She's she's coming back in some capacity. Um, In addition to all the regular people, Oh, also, we have joining us Ravonna Renslayer. She's coming back. And uh, Hunter B-15, the hunter at the end who betrays the TVA and helps 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 expose a little bit what's going on there. Um, joining, we also have, I think this is, this is how I've heard it pronounced, but I'm not 100% sure on it. Kiwi Kwan from uh, Everything Everywhere All at Once, as well as, um, was he in Goonies? <laughs> I think he was in Goonies. I still haven't seen Everything Everywhere all at once, but I know that it sort of s- swept some awards. And um, evidently, Kiwi Kwan's role, or excuse me, not his role, but his um, performance was incredible. So I'm excited to see that. Hopefully it'll be put on on some streaming service sometime so that I can watch it. <laughs> Since it's not in theaters anymore, I kind of missed my chance a little bit. But jo- also joining us in the crew, we have Raphael Casal, a man who I've never heard of, uh, but evidently played the main character in a movie called Blind Spotting. And then he reprised his role in a TV show that is set in the... Uh, I think it's around his his wife or girlfriend. I don't know. I've never heard of it, though we don't necessarily know in what capacity he's in this show. So I don't know, you know, what's going on there. Moving on. Next thing on the docket, we've got The Marvels. So this was originally Captain Marvel 2, but it has since then expanded uh, and been renamed. So it now includes Captain Marvel, Monica Rambeau, and Ms. Marvel. And I think it picks up right after the end of Ms. Marvel, right? At the end of that, Kamala Khan gets, like, swapped <laughs> with 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 uh, Captain Marvel, Carol Danvers, if I remember correctly. It's been so long since I've seen that show. But we don't know really anything. <laughs> this is another one. Like, we just don't know much about it. We know that it's going to follow them uh, and that trio is going to go around the galaxy kicking booty cheeks or something but yeah we don't know really anything about the plot um we don't even really know anything about the cast um so we know obviously those three people that i mentioned are going to be returning samuel l jackson uh the man the myth the the legend will once again be reprising his role as nick fury uh for like the eight thousandth time i think uh there's a counter somewhere (laughs) i think he's played nick fury like i think he's appeared in the same role more times than any other Marvel character, except for maybe Hugh Jackman as Wolverine. I think those two are, they're pretty close as far as the number of times they've played the same character. But apart from Sam Jackson, we have, I'm going to say this wrong too, <laughs> Park Soo-Joon. Um, I believe he was in uh, Parasite, though I don't think he played a particularly large role. Um, and we don't know what role he's going to be playing in this movie. So <laughs> we also have Zawe Ashton. Man, we got a lot of difficult names. We got a lot of difficult names here <laughs> in the MCU uh, roster. 
Uh, but we also don't know who that person's playing either. So moving on, we have Ironheart. It's a, a TV series set to release in fall of 2023. Uh, obviously follows Riri Williams, uh, the the uh, character we got introduced to in Black Panther Wakanda Forever. I've already discussed my issues with her introduction. But yeah, this is another one that we don't necessarily know anything about. <laughs> this is, you see, it's hard. It's a little hard to talk about these things because they're so far out. And in contrast, to like the DCU, they release the uh, inspiration for the the co- for the movies, the comic inspirations for the movies. So we've got a little bit of a jumping off point. But this is uh, it's supposed to follow Riri Williams, played by Dominique Thorne, who is a student at MIT. Which I think is also coincidentally where um, Zendaya, MJ, and uh, Ned are going to be going to school. So, possibility for a cameo? Maybe, maybe. It seems like there could be a class overlap there, you know? They seem to be... They could be involved. I guess not really. I don't know what what, Zen, what MJ and, and Ned are up to. What they're going to be going for. I don't even know... Man, I still the timeline is so weird. I still gotta. I, I I haven't nailed down the timeline yet. I don't know when No Way Home takes place in relation to Black Panther. They might not even be in school. <laughs> if because there's a, there's like a is it? Oh man, I haven't seen Black Panther in forever either. But isn't there like a five year time jump at the beginning? Man, yeah, they might not even be at school at all. Ooh, that could that could turn out to be really embarrassing after i figure out the timeline so don't hold me to that guys (laughs) but moving forward oh geez i haven't even talked about the cast list um joining riri williams we have anthony ramos is playing uh, the hood who is in the comics apparently the villain but in this show perhaps an ally i guess there was uh another there was also some brief preliminary footage shown at D23 for this show as well. Um, and according to that trailer, perhaps this guy is going to be an ally. And then, you know, obviously they could just be pulling the old switcheroo. And in the end, it turns out that he is going to turn evil and be the villain or whatever. I don't know. But who else do we have in the cast? Um, Riri Williams' best friend, Natalie, is going to be played by a lovely young person called Lyric Ross, uh, who I have no idea who that is. <laughs> Let's see. She was in This Is Us, and that's really it. She hasn't done much. Um, and it looks like she didn't exactly play a huge role in This Is Us. Oh, never mind. She was in like 79 episodes. She's just really far down the cast list. So probably played a pretty decent part in that. So maybe... Maybe she's good. I haven't seen that show, so I have no frame of reference. I didn't even know it existed. I'm not going to lie. Let's see who else do we have. Manny Montana is going to be playing another unknown character. Another person who I have no idea who they are. But <laughs> let's see. What do we got? He's in Mayans Motorcycle Club for a few episodes at least. Looks like not a recurring character. He was in a, a couple episodes of Westworld, which I can't watch anymore. Thanks. Wait. Is that Tessa Thompson? I didn't know Tessa Thompson was in was in Westworld. Oh man. Oh, and Jeffrey, right? Man, if somebody had told me that, I would have watched this show before they took it off on HBO Max. I love Tessa Thompson. She's awesome. Plus she's fine. <laughs> no, but she's great in um Thor and in Creed. Uh, yeah, everything I've seen her in, she's been good. And also, uh, the other guy that I just said, oh, Lord, Jeffrey Wright. You know, he's great. I like him, too. <laughs> Moving on, we also have Alden Ehrenreich. Ehrenreich? 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 I don't know. It's the guy who played Solo in uh, Solo, a Star Wars story. You know, not... And, and again, we don't necessar- we don't know who he's going to be playing either, but... That seems like a weird choice. <laughs> I mean, I feel like he's an adult. I feel like he's an adult and everybody else seems to be like a child. But maybe that's not even true at all. Maybe that's just my imagination and they're all the same age. And I just think he's an adult because he played Han Solo. <laughs> and I think of Han Solo as a grown man. Moving on. 
The next show we have is Agatha, Coven of Chaos, um, formerly titled Agatha, House of Harkness. I don't know why they changed the title. Maybe it's going to be focusing less on on her and more on the sort of witchcraft aspect of the, of the universe, which I think might actually be better because I don't like Agatha. <laughs> Frankly, I haven't hidden that. I think she was annoying. This one is set for the winter of 2023. And as far as the cast goes, again, again, we know nothing about the plot, really. We know it's going to follow Agatha, um, presumably from where we left her in WandaVision, and she's going to find some way to break out of the enchantment, let's say, that, that the Scarlet Witch put her in. But yeah, we have no idea for sure. But here's what we do know. The cast and cast and crew, Jacques Schaefer, maybe it's just Jack Schaefer, He's executive producing and the head writer, and it's notable that he was the involved heavily with WandaVision. So perhaps that means that this show is going to be super good, <laughs> and maybe I'll enjoy it. So that's pretty pretty exciting. Moving on to the final projects of Phase 5 of the MCU, we have Daredevil Born Again TV show. Again, we know nothing about it. Presumably it's going to be based off of the, you know... Born Again comic by Frank Miller, uh, probably the the greatest Daredevil comic of all time, arguably one of the greatest comic runs of all time. Period. I think uh, I think that's a statement that isn't. It's respectable. I don't know if I agree with it, but it's respectable. You know, at the very very least, I think it's probably top ten, top fifteen. It's really good. Um, it's going to be an eighteen episode series, which I'm super excited for, and. I saw an interview with Matt Murdock himself, uh, played by Charlie Cox, where he is saying that because it's he hasn't seen the script, so take this with a grain of salt. But he said that because it's so much longer, he thinks that that means there's going to be a lot more courtroom ep- episodes, which I'm super excited for. That was my one of my favorite aspects of the TV show. I think they handled they did it a lot better in season one than they did in season two, um, but. No, excuse me, but nonetheless, it was, I loved that aspect of the show. Um, Presumably, we're going to have, you know, Wilson Fisk returning, and I really hope they get the same people to play Foggy and Karen, though I don't think we have any confirmation um, about that. We don't have any info at all, so not much to say on that. Moving forward, the next movie on our list, Captain America New World Order, which uh, I believe has just started filming, according to Anthony Mackie. Um, so that's pretty exciting. I'm I'm interested to see where they go with that. Uh, Thaddeus Ross, Thunderbolt Ross himself, is the president of the United States, played by Harrison Ford. Uh, so that's going to be pretty in- pretty interesting. Man, we're getting like two Harrison Ford movies in a row, basically, with uh, Indy-, Indy 5 and then this. Jeez. But yeah, we don't know much about that. Uh, I've seen some rumors that the uh, essential storyline of the show, the movie is going to be that Tiamat Island, which is the um, <laughs> the island that was formed when that Eternal tried to break through the Earth in, uh, I think, this like either the, maybe the Indian Ocean. Um, I don't know if that's correct, but that's my first instinct is the Indian Ocean. Um, is that after that showed up, all, naturally all the governments of the world uh, realized that there is, you know, important important valuable rare resources there uh notably adamantium and they're going to be fighting over who who gets what so that'll be interesting to see <laughs> this is going to be um anthony mackie's first time leading an mcu movie ever but even further than that it's going to be his first time on the big screen as captain america so i'm pretty excited to see what they do with this one i'm not entirely sure they got to fix his suit before I'll, I'm willing to say that I like him. His suit looks so stupid from the TV show, but that's just a, a pointless criticism I have. Uh, again, we don't know much, so there's not really anything else to say. The next movie on the docket we have is Thunderbolts. So this one, we do know now who the list of the Thunderbolts is going to be. So we've got a sort of a weird group. It's like a group of... of people that you wouldn't necessarily think would work together, right? So obviously the leader, the um 
Nicol- the Nicholas J. Fury <laughs> of this group is going to be um, Julia Louise Dreyfus, who is playing the, oh, geez, she's got so many names, the Contessa Valentina Allegra de Fontaine. There we go. Um, she's reprising that role. She seemed, She's great, I think. <laughs> I've never seen Seinfeld, uh, which is probably going to get some hate from some people. But yeah, I've never seen the show, uh, but I liked her in the little bits that I've seen her in other MCU projects. Um, So first person on the team, we've got Ghost, the villain from Ant-Man and the Wasp. What is her name? Olga Kurilenko. I really, I mean, I I think I said this earlier. I really liked her. I thought she was awesome. Really interesting. Actually, that's, oh, geez. That's not her at all. (laughs) Hannah John Kamen is (laughs) is <laughs> excuse me hannah john caven is ava um from ant-man and the wasp uh she was also in a few episodes of black mirror and i thought she was really great in that but yeah i really liked her um so i'm excited to see her again next up we have david harbour returning as the red guardian um i'm not excited for this at all i think this is stupid <laughs> i don't like that character i don't necessarily like david harbour I thought he was pretty good in Stranger Things, but the few the limited other stuff I've seen him in, he's not been great. So I'm not, you know, particularly excited. Plus, um, I don't really necessarily like the fact that if they bring the aspect of um his relationship with Florence Pugh from Black Widow into this, ah, it's gonna bug me so much like let you the joke's old right i get it he's a he's a jokey like dad (laughs) i get it knock it off like come up with some some something new but yeah we got florence Pugh returning as yelena the black widow super excited about i love her um she's incredible (laughs) i thought she she was great in black widow um she also has a new movie out on netflix i think I guess maybe it's not new. Yeah, it's not necessarily new, but it's called The Wonder. It's on Netflix. Uh, It's really good. I liked it a lot. So yeah, she's going to be in that. That's good. She's coming back. Like I said, I like her. That's going to be pretty entertaining. Sebastian Stan returning as the Winter Soldier. Uh, I've said enough about him. (laughs) I love him. He's great. We've also got Wyatt Russell returning as U.S. Agent from the, the Falcon and Winter Soldier TV show. I don't like him. I don't like him. <laughs> it makes sense that he's in this group, but I don't like him. Maybe if he, he gets some interest, some better character development. I think, I don't know. I liked his fall from grace in Falcon and Winter Soldier, but then I didn't like the way that they did his quote-unquote redemption because it wasn't really redemption. I don't know. Who else do we have on this team? We've got like <laughs> Olga Kurilenko that I mentioned earlier. She is not Ghost. She's actually Taskmaster from uh, the Black Widow movie. Yeah, not excited about that. They screwed Taskmaster horribly in the Black Widow movie. Man, yeah, they really did. Hopefully they can redeem it though in this. That's I would I would hope <laughs> I would hope that they redeem her. And then the final movie in phase 5 is Blade. Uh, now, Shade and I have talked about Blade enough that I don't think we really need to to, to go further into it. Um, it is moving forward, though, with the new director and new writer that they got, and um, Herschel Ali is phenomenal, so I'm hoping that that comes together and is a really cohesive, really awesome project. But yeah, so that's the final film in the Marvel, in the MCU Phase 5. Notably, uh, there is no Avengers film in this phase either. So that's two phases we've gone without a sort of ensemble movie, which I think is weird. I don't know. I mean, I get, but then, but it, it's, I think the weird part about it is the fact that then in phase six, we're getting two Avengers movies because we're getting Kang Dynasty in that and we're getting Secret Wars. We'll see, I guess. <laughs> it's just so weird to me. Like, I don't know why you would do go two phases without a single Avengers movie and then do two in one phase. Like, I, I think I said, I might have said this, but I sort of understand why phase four doesn't have an Avengers movie. I sort of understand that. I don't necessarily like it, but I think I get the general, the general purpose for that. 
but I don't understand why this one doesn't have one. Curiouser and curiouser. But yeah, so that's um that's all we got for Marvel Phase 5. Let's see. Shade should be back for sure next week. Um, allegedly, he's supposed to be here this weekend, so we'll be able to, to snag a recording together. Um, and that may or may not be the Ant-Man review. It depends on if we have time to go see the movie. Either way, we will for sure have a show for you next week, and we will see you then. <laughs>